another episode of fresh is the word the podcast about music pro wrestling and mma i'm your host k fresh hope you all had a great halloween weekend i really didn't i was pretty much sick for the past week but i'm i'm feeling better now a few programming notes just to get started since uh, i started the second season of fresh is the word i added that the new segment knuckle up with my friend v styles where we talk mostly about pro wrestling and MMA, and I'm having such a great time doing that segment that I'm just going to ditch it as a segment and center the whole podcast from now on around me and V-Styles talking about combat sports, pro wrestling, and mix in some uh, music in there, but all wrapped around real, real shit, you know, real world shit. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that. But that doesn't mean that I still won't do interviews with other people. Uh, but, you know, me and V-Styles might do do some stuff together, interview somebody. Uh, I might, you know, I'm probably going to still do some stuff on my own. And we're just, I'll just edit it in, you know, whatever. You know, there's still going to be guests. There's still going to be talk about music. There's still going to, it's going to still be everything. But the main focus of the website are the, the main focus of the podcast will be between me and V Styles, you know, discussing all the matters that we've been dis- discussing thus far. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, like always, me and him for today's episode, uh, get into a lot in regards to the UFC and Bellator mainly. Uh, there's uh, a Bellator and UFC uh, fight cards this weekend. And uh, we definitely touch on uh, all this, you know, regular stuff going on in in uh the wwe um but also i do have a guest this week he's a detroit hip-hop artist avid anime lover and most importantly a big fan of professional wrestling especially new japan pro wrestling and all the indie indie organizations my homie a member of the uh the, the hip-hop group clear soul forces hip-hop artist mc novelist so well, we'll get into that interview first, and uh, we'll uh, and then get into my segment with V Styles. Uh, but first, before we go to the interview, if you want to support the podcast, like always, you can go to the website freshesthepodcast.com and click on support the podcast link, and there'll be a a PayPal link that you can uh, donate to, 
or you can uh, you if you're making any purchases on Amazon, use the link that's on that page, and they'll uh, cut a little commission back to me. That'd be cool. And you can follow us on our social medias at on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Fresh is the Word One. That's Fresh is the Word than the number one. I, I've been doing a lot of Instagram posting uh, lately, a lot more than I was previously. And then you can reach us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast. Even go on iTunes and look up uh, Fresh is the Word and subscribe to it and get and give us that uh, five-star rating. You know, give us a little, you know, jot down a little, some good, some good comments about it. You know, I hope you're enjoying the show thus far. So uh, let's get into the interview with Novelist. All right, as I welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast, uh, I have here... A novelist, a Detroit hip-hop artist, member of the rap group uh, Clear Soul Forces, and more importantly, a pro wrestling aficionado. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Great, man. Great. Uh, you know, start things off, man. Uh, I know uh, earlier this year you uh, came out with a EP called Mike Swords. Uh, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Oh, uh, man. Um... Yeah, Mike Swords, man. I dropped it uh, in the, earlier in the summer, and it's uh, it's been doing you know real well, man. It's uh, it's, um, it's my longest solo project. I put out a couple EPs before. I did uh, the Rhyme EP. I did the Tsunami Tsunamis, and uh, Mike Swords is uh, my latest project. Um, it's you know I'm a big anime fan, man. So it's uh, definitely got you know, anime vibe to it. It's, uh, it's, you know, kind of focuses on like the little sound bites. Uh, I tried to highlight like some of my favorite, um, like, uh, samurai animes and stuff. So it's got stuff from like samurai shampoo, uh, Roni Kenshin, all that stuff. Um, but it's a dope project, man. And it's, it's done really well. So, uh, go ahead on my Bandcamp page, man. You can get it there. I got hard copies, and or you can get it digitally. Uh, Novelist.bandcamp.com. Great. And uh, how's things going on in the the land of Clear Soul Forces? Good, man. We actually just um, we actually just got uh, a deal with this new booking agency uh, for international stuff. So we're about to uh, be going back on tour in Europe and uh, around March and April and stuff. So I'm excited to get back out there. Right. Yeah. What I've always liked about you guys is you guys are always just a good group of hardworking fellas, you know, and that's what, you know, a lot of people recognize about you guys. Oh, yeah, man. We definitely uh, like that's one thing. I mean, and it's we work we work very hard, but it's 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 hard to, you know, life life sometimes gets in the way, you know, what you really want to do. And we do have our moments where we kind of have these little lapses where, where we're not doing what what we need to be doing, but we're, we always, we always come back, you know, full circle and get back on the ball. So right, right now everything's going good. Uh, I just obviously put out a solo project. Everybody's kind of knocking out some solo stuff, but uh, we're going to start uh, cranking out some more group music. Great. Uh, to uh, go into, uh, you know, pro wrestling a little bit, I, you know, tell me how you first got into uh, being a, a fan of pro wrestling. What were you uh, watching? Who were your, some of your favorites? Oh, man. I first got into wrestling. I'll never forget this. Uh, yo, the the way that I 
initially got into wrestling, my 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 stepfather right now at the time well, when my mom was like dating him and stuff, I was just a kid. Okay. And uh, I remember he called my he called our house and he called to talk to me. He asked my mom to talk to me, and you know I didn't really like him at the time, so I'm like, you know, what does this, what does this guy want? <laughs> and he's like, yo, he's like, he's like, turn on wrestling, man, turn on USA. Vader's breaking Yokozuna's leg, like, and I swear to God, that's the first, that was the first time I watched wrestling Vader. I was like beefing with Yokozuna at the time, and after that, like, I just grew up diehard wrestling fan. When I was a kid, I was uh, I was all I was all WCW and ECW when I was a kid, man. So you know, I grew up like Rob Van Dam was my. He's my number one favorite wrestler of all time. Um, <laughs> like, and that's, I mean, if you watch ECW when you were a kid, uh, you were staying up to like three in the morning because they used to show it like randomly, like late as hell. Oh, right. And, um, and you know, I grew up obviously during uh, NWO times and Attitude Era and stuff. So and then I got in, I love indie wrestling now, but I actually got into indie wrestling because. There was like this time of probably like I was in high school, like around like two thousand you know, like two thousand six, around that time where like mainstream wrestling was kinda of whack, so that's when right. I started checking out like Ring of Honor and uh on the internet and like really started watching TNA. TNA is not indie wrestling, but at the time, you know, it kinda had that vibe to it and that's right. when I first seen uh, AJ Styles and stuff. That was a good time for uh TNA, uh when you had that uh the whole X division oh, with uh, with uh, yeah. AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Oh, dude, they they, they were had, lighting, uh, lighting they the had place that up. one match, that three way match, is like one of the best matches ever to me. Oh, incredible, incredible! That's yeah, one of my, yeah, that's one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah, and during that time, um, you know, around the you know 2006, those that was like when. You know, on the indies, those guys, the guys that were big on the indies at that time were the ones that, you know, became the faces of, like, oh, well, the WWE, yeah. like, over the past five years now. Yeah. So Definitely, man. Kevin Owens. Like, it's, like, these guys, it's, to me, like, it's still so weird, like, seeing AJ Styles as a WWE champion. Like, it's. It's so surreal. Like, I. <laughs> It's crazy, man, because I like he's. I said, right? I said, Robin Dan's my my number one favorite wrestler ever, but AJ is like my number two. And it's like I'm talking about this dude. I always thought, and people like it's crazy now because he's older. He's actually a better like all around wrestler now. Yeah. But when you watch guys like Ricochet now, it's like AJ Styles was had that level of athleticism like when he was younger. You know what I'm saying? Like he was doing all this crazy shit. He can't. He can't do. It. He doesn't do it now. But it's like to see him like reinvent himself and go from that to being like this dog ass technical wrestler now is like that's just crazy. And he's like the WWE champion. Like that's just still is crazy to me. Right, and that's that's one of the best things about AJ Styles is that he's probably the one one of the best, if not the best, you know, ring worker in wrestling right now. And he always makes whoever he's in the ring with better. Look you know, good, man. Look That's like definitely like like his match with Roman Reigns that he had earlier this year. There, he had two really good matches with Roman Reigns. Like like they were both great. And no one really says Roman Reigns matches are great, you know. Nobody, says that, <laughs> you know. And and I will say, the thing that he does is he really made 
he really like knows how to make Roman Reigns' power just be like this. Un, you know what I'm saying? Like he makes his like his like strength so unbeatable. Like he made him look so good in those matches, and people don't like realize that. You look at some of the best matches from WWE this year. His match at uh, what was that? I think it was Extreme Rules when he phenomenal forearmed him through that announcer table. Like right. that shit, that match was that match was was sick. And I never thought I'd be saying that about a Roman Reigns match, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even and then like another match that he had that that stood out to me was um, it was it was on SmackDown and he fought when he fought Ziggler. And, yeah. and that was like right after Dolph had like a terrible showing at uh, against Ambrose. I think it was was it SummerSlam. I don't remember, but it was it was like right after he had like this that terrible match with Ambrose, and then but then he goes and fights AJ and looks and looks great. You know what I'm saying? And it's like next thing you know, now he's the, now he's the Intercontinental Champion. It's like AJ really makes everybody look good in the ring, and that's like the definition of a. Uh, great, like an all-time great, top five, whatever. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, have you been? Uh, have you been following uh, the the recent events uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm super into New Japan, so I'm up on. Uh, I just man, before you get, I just like the shit that Kenny Omega is doing right now is like. Oh, okay. Like, insane, <laughs> yeah, like like I told you when you asked me uh, on Twitter about you know who the MP- MVPs were, Kenny Omega Definitely. is having the best year. Like, he's, it's incredible. he's having. I just always think it's so crazy when guys that are not from Japan are winning like G One and are winning like even Osprey like he won Super Juniors and it's like when you see guys that aren't from there winning like their biggest. Like tournaments, that's how you know that they're like just unbelievable performers. Like I knew I've known Kitty Omega is for a long time, but he for like a, the last few years. But he's just like ascended that that ladder in New Japan, like doing shit that I never thought that he would do. And I honestly think that he's gonna about to be the new champion too. Right. And uh, did you watch the uh, King of Pro Wrestling uh, event? Oh my God, man. Yes, Kyle O'Reilly and fucking uh Oh Shibata? Uh, Shibata. That match was that match was, was crazy. Oh. And I love like I'm a fan of like strikers, so I that was like one of my favorite matches of the year. Yeah, and then um that um that event uh was headlined with uh Okada versus uh Marifuchi, who's uh yeah. a big name from uh Pro Wrestling Noah and um then also Kenny Omega went against uh Goto. And I loved, with those two matches, you know, ending that event, it really put a, you know, stamp on the the build-up that they're starting to do towards um, Okada versus Omega at uh, Wrestle Kingdom in January. And the the build is getting very, very good. And um, earlier this, you know, the beginning of the year when uh, Nakamura and Styles and Gallows and Anderson left... A lot of people were uh, very, you know, scared about what was going to happen with uh, New Japan. Um, I think, you know, after they left, it was a little flat for a minute there. But it was for yeah, even for a couple months. But then they were able to reignite some things. And one of the best things has been uh, 
was with with what um, Kenny Omega's been doing, uh, you know, both by himself and with the Young Bucks, and that now, but now this build with uh, Okada is incredible. It is, and one thing New Japan is like really good at is they're it's like two they know how to work feuds like both ways like they're really good at building up feuds to the point where it's like not where they can build a feud of like they're this is wrestle kingdom's not going to be till till january but yeah they they are going to be able to build up omega and okada without it getting stale like you're just gonna get excited for it you know sometimes when wwe has these these feuds going on like they 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 it's so whack because it's like they're they're building it up, but they can't have the guy. It's so obvious that they're trying to not have the two touch each other until you know what I'm saying until right. the pay per view match. So it gets like stale and it gets boring. Like New Japan's good at building it, and they can also just kind of come up with a feud out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying, and have it be and have it be good too. So because when it comes down to a New Japan, their their basis on everything is competition. Their feuds are based on competition. Exactly. So, so you don't need to have a, you know, a deep storyline or anything. Story line you know? It's just, it's just competition, competition. You know, they can, um, you know, they can throw some insults at each other or whatnot, but it's still about competition. And, and that's how, and, and that's, that's why they're able to AJ do all this and stuff. Nakamura was too. Oh yeah. And that was, that was incredible yeah. last year. You know, and they had a, and that's, that's still like my number one favorite match in 2016 oh. is still. And it's like, that was one that was just kind of a feud that just was like competition. Like I remember they had the little in ring promo and styles and basically was just like, dude, I'm taking, I'm just taking that belt like straight up. And then it was just like, you know, and they ended up having one of the best matches of the year. And the funny th- thing was, the build for that was still good, even though everybody knew that they might be both leaving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were still like, eh, we don't care. And every <laughs> right, and everybody knew. I mean, I knew. I I knew AJ was leaving. I I still didn't think Nakamura was going to go to WWE, but then it, I mean, obviously he's an NXT champ now, and he hasn't even lost. So they're actually doing a really good job with him. Yeah, because with Nakamura, it just you don't really he's someone that you 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 don't even need to overproduce. You just you don't have, you can't. And I feel like if they try to, it would be it would be like corny. You just gotta <laughs> yeah. let him do his thing and just go out and fight, and that's it. And and kind of like the the model of what New Japan is um does in regards to their feuds is kind of like what the basis of SmackDown is now. A little bit. There is sure, storylines because it's, it's a wrestling show. It's a wrestling you know? show, and it's about competition. So that's why exactly that's why SmackDown has been so you know so much more enjoyable to watch in compared to to Raw, which Raw is a is a Raw's show about ter- wrestling. It's, a, it's like a it's a a television show. Like it's not. I haven't. I was like, man, before the draft, like I was watching Raw, you know, every night, every Monday, yeah. and now it's like. I haven't even watched the full episode of Raw, and I don't know how long, man. It, and it's because it's it's so stale, and it's it's more about the you you can go a full episode of SmackDown without seeing without seeing Daniel Bryan and and Shane, you know. Right. I haven't even seen Shane, and I don't know how long, but you can you can't go 
uh, you will never go a full episode of Raw without seeing Stephanie and, and uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick for like an hour. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and their segments together are so forced and awkward, you know? It's so terrible, man. It, it just, there's a, lot, there's a lot of holes in like just a fear of commitment to anything in uh, to anything on, like they, these Raw. cruiserweights are getting their own damn show now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's right. I think right. that's ridiculous. Like you guys, let's go get these. Let's go sign all these talented indie guys and these cruiserweights and bring them to Raw to spice it up. Oh shit! We don't know how to write them. We don't know what we're doing with them. Let's just give them their own show on the same night as SmackDown. Like it just it just. Raw just looks so sloppy, man. Right. And they, they should have been on SmackDown to begin with. You they know? should have been on SmackDown, exactly. That's what that's what I said. And then they just have so many... Raw's just got so many pounds of guys that they just don't know what to do with. Like, I don't I don't understand how Neville... I, I'm a huge fan of Neville. I liked him before he came to NXT when he used to be Pac. Right. And he's... Um, Neville is like one of the best like wrestlers that I've like ever seen in my life and it just blows my mind that this guy's doing nothing and then I always see people you know you always see people saying like oh well he should be in the cruiserweight division and I don't think he should be in the cruiserweight division like this is a guy who was the longest reigning NXT champ before right you know Balor like you can't just bring him up and make him a cruiserweight and then and it's like he's about the same size as as Finn Balor too, so so you can't. I just don't think you should have a guy like Balor being the world champion, and then you got Neville and he's fighting cruiserweights and shit. Like he deserves it better than that, right? And yeah, they right, and, and the dude hasn't even been on TV. Like he's rarely on Raw. Like he need. They just need him, Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Like Sami Zayn's the same way, right? Yeah, we and uh. Me and V Styles were talking about this um, um, for our segment, and we were, uh, you know, we were thinking about that, like, um, that's on Raw, it might be that, you know, they had all these plans centered around Finn Balor, but then when he got injured, it threw a lot of, yeah, it, it threw, threw a, a lot, lot of things, off. you know, threw a monkey wrench sure. in it all, and and they didn't know how to actually recover you know uh yeah so and but but it's but that's kind of gone on for too long and and they still are just like i don't know what they're trying to do with it's it's and i mean they and i feel like and i love kevin owens man and it's like but it's like nah, stop making them wear a damn suit like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like they, they have stuff they have good stuff and then they find some way to just like make it stupid like this kevin owens is He's I, he's a great like, and then when he even when he won the championship, I didn't like the way he wanted, and I don't like how they're making, and and it's like they they get these guys that are good enough, but just because they're heels, they make them cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like stop making AJ cheat to win like to win his matches. He's he's already the best wrestler you have, so just because he's a heel doesn't mean he has to cheat. Like let him be arrogant and let him. Let him like brag and talk shit about how good he is and how he's beating everybody, but don't he doesn't have to cheat. You know right. what I'm saying? Like Kevin Owens is he's good enough. He don't have to cheat. And but just because he's a heel, they like have this thing where they have to make their heels cheat all the time, and I hate that. Right, they do that all the time. It's just like you just and know it's, it's gonna ha- it's gonna you know it's gonna happen. 
it, and it's it's so obvious. But but this, like I said, the thing that bothers me is these guys are are great wrestlers. Like they don't have to cheat. They're better than a lot of the people that you got. So it's it's completely like believable that they will just beat people without cheating because they're better than these people anyway. But they they make them cheat because they're heels, and I hate that shit, man. Yeah, this weekend, uh, you know, getting back to some New Japan, this weekend is going to be Power Struggle. Uh, it's really, uh, the card, you know, is really heavy on singles matches with uh, involving the the Los Ingobernables de Japan stable out there. Uh, okay. They have, uh, the the main event's going to be uh, Intercontinental Champion uh, Tetsui Neto versus Jay Lethal. Okay. And it, yeah, it looks like and then also you have uh Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata and then yeah, Shibata know, versus Evil and then uh Bushi versus Kushida. Yeah. That's I love Kushida, man. I think he's one of the most underrated uh wrestlers. Oh. In the world. Definitely, definitely. Dude, I feel like nobody talks about this guy and he's really he's the shit. And his gimmick too. Like I love his gimmick. <laughs> it's, it's cool. As, uh, it's like fresh as hell. You know, you wouldn't expect this. It's a, the I, guy I felt in so... New Japan to like have this fresh ass gimmick. And how is he the only? And you know, and he's like the, the only person that you've seen try something like that too. It, but the funny thing is, I feel dumb because it took me a while to to realize what that was. I was like, right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when it yeah, hit me, like, and, and I mean, he even comes out. He's even got the guy coming out. You know, the doc coming out with him, and it's like it's just <laughs> just fresh. It's like fresh as hell. <laughs> then also, uh, they're gonna have a uh, uh, an eight man tag team, uh, the Bullet Club. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks versus Chaos, uh, Gato, Goto, uh, Okada, and Osprey. That should be yeah, that's gonna be a sick match. That man. should be crazy, and that yeah, that will uh, you know continue to build the you know Omega Okada uh, title match coming up. Uh, right. What I what I the one thing I love about the the wrestlers who win the G one climax is that uh, when they get that. Uh, that contract to uh, go go for the title, that WGP title at Russell Kingdom, they actually have to defend that contract a few times before. I like then. that too. That's the best. And it would be, I mean, and and that kind of that makes me think about uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. And, and and how and how it's it's so predictable now when these guys cast that in that I would wish that they would kind of. Do something like, cause, cause I've honestly I've called the last like four Money in the Bank cashes like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've know when they're gonna cash it in and then they do it at that time every time. Like it would be kind of dope to see guys have to kind of hold on to it and like, and maybe they get a title shot at like, uh you can't. I mean not WrestleMania because it's like too far from Money in the Bank, but right. maybe like SummerSlam. Maybe they get like a title shot at SummerSlam or something. But they have to like defend the briefcase and have you know what I'm saying? Right. They have matches where they have to defend the briefcase instead of because like Ambrose cashed it in at that same night. Like that was so obvious, man. Like I called that shit as soon as as soon as like months ahead of time. I knew that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> like it's like getting too predictable. 
I was well, I was I so love, glad I that he. I love how New Japan does that. Yeah, I was so glad that he cashed it in like the same night because I I hate when someone has the briefcase for a long period of time because they're always oh, yeah. they're always super they're always talking about it. The announcers is always yeah. talking about the money in the bank. I'm like, oh, dude. And it's like, and and if there's one person, I always talk about this with my boy. If there's one person that I think would do a good job with having the briefcase for a long time, it would be Bray Wyatt. And oh, I feel yeah. like, dude, if, if Bray had the, the brief money in the bank briefcase, like it would be like, it would be like complete weird ass like mind games and mayhem with that shit until he's like finally decided. Like it, I think it would just be. He would probably do a bunch of times where his music would come on. He would think he was casting this shit in, but he wouldn't. Like, it would be really good if he had that thing. That would, yeah, that would be fantastic, man. I would love that. Um, are you are you a fan of the uh, of uh, uh, NATO's uh, crew out there in New Japan, uh, Los Ngabanabes de Japan? I'm not. I like the I like the stable, but I'm not the biggest NATO fan. I'd never have been. And um, I'm also not like there's a couple guys in New Japan who are like you know huge, huge stars out there that I'm not like the biggest fans of. Like, like I'm honestly I'm honestly not the biggest Okada fan either. Like I just for some reason I just think that he's like severely overrated. Like I really don't <laughs> think he's like that great. Like and I'm and like I've and that's like I'm educated like you know I've I watched him I've seen him a lot so it's not like I'm right like I've seen him enough to like base my opinion on like and I feel like that I just kind of I just think the rainmaker is a is a clothesline you know what I'm saying like I just <laughs> I just kind of be thinking that he's kind of overrated I think his his matches with and his, and his matches with Tanahashi are they're so they're good but but like they're always getting these. Like they, Meltzer always gives their matches like five stars, right? And my, and I feel like it's because of the story, not that actual match. You know what I'm saying? Like their match at Wrestle Kingdom was good, but it it to me it wasn't it wasn't like five star good. Like you know what I'm saying? But I just think that they've had so many matches, and their and their backstory is like if you don't. If you watch their matches and don't know their story, like you won't think that the match was that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you're just kind of turning it on and you're, and this is like your first time seeing Okada and Tanahashi fight each other, it, you won't like appreciate the match properly. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's that's just how I feel about Okada, and I've just never really been a big fan of NATO. I I liked NATO when once he he turned heel. And started the stable. I I liked his ad. I liked everything around that. I love his attitude. I love his attitude though. And I do <laughs> like him better. I love him. I like him way better as a heel though. Like he's, that's like. I I love his slow out. his slow walk to the to the ring. His yeah. just like his total lackadaisical everything. Like <laughs> I would right his match and his match with Kenny at the. Uh, G one was like that shit was was great. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! That was one of my best. Yeah, that was one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, I always joke about NATO. I'm like, if him and Undertaker ever had a match together, like their ma- their <laughs> entrances would uh would be half the show. Right. <laughs> That's true though. 
That's very true. Okay, recently uh, I bumped into you in Chicago at the AAW uh, events, and right. um, that that was such a good event, you know. And um, we uh, when we were talking at that bar across the street, which that bar reminded me some of totally something you see in Detroit, man. Oh, it did definitely. Man. Like, <laughs> that's why, and that's why. That's kind of why. Like, I just saw it, and I just kind of walked in there, and I wasn't even gonna get nothing to drink. I was just gonna use the bathroom, but I just kind of like right had that like little Detroit vibe to it. So I was like, man, I get a drink out of here. Right, I had the bartender who barely spoke any English, and right, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, was... this is so awesome, man. This is like something that's like, like down southwest or something, you know. Right, it was cool, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a, a really dope show. Uh, and we were kind of you know talking about how like the indie sort of uh, wrestling scene is very you know similar to like the hip hop scene. Like hip hop, man, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's, I say that all the time. Like because it's like. You know, we we've been on tour, we've gone on tour, and it's like I understand, I know how these these indie wrestlers live, man. Like it's basically it's like being on tour. Like you you don't get any sleep. You know, you travel to the next city, boom, you get there, you're selling, you sell your merch. You know, you're making you're making good ass money off of your merch. You got all those fans, boom, you wrestle, you do your match. After you sell more merch, and then boom, you're probably in your car or on a bus or a plane or wherever to the next city doing the same shit all over again. And it's like, just, that's how it is being on tour. Like, you you don't get any sleep, man. Like, we go, you know, however we get to wherever we're at, you get there, you do sound check. You know, after sound check, you might go get something to eat. You come back, you got the show, sell merch after the show, you know, boom, might go sleep for a couple hours, and it's like you're on to the next the next place and just like the level of like they're so like I love indie wrestling because it's like it is an underground hip hop because they're like so close to their fans like you know what I'm saying right. you can go it's like and it's and it's like you just think about how we do a show you know in Detroit and it's like you're so close to their fans but it's like we go do a show in Europe like we do stay after and sell merch but like we're so big out there that sometimes we might not get to you know what I'm saying? Connect with like everybody, like how we do out here. Right. And it's like I say that because just how that was only like that was like what two months ago maybe that show that we saw each other. At? Yeah. And it's like I'm I'm kicking it talking to Cedric Alexander like for 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Taking pictures with him, and it's like now this dude is on fucking Monday Night Raw. Like you know what I'm saying? And right. I'll probably never see him again. Like you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that is like. It's just like it's crazy because you you can catch these guys now and talk to them by shirt phone, get their autograph, and it's like once they get to that WWE level, you gonna be paying fucking a hundred extra dollars for a VIP ticket so you can <laughs> go backstage and, and see somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like right. And uh, one of the things that I've I I kind of noticed going to. Uh, you know, shows like that. Uh, I've been to, like, AEW shows, and then I went out to Cleveland for uh, AIW. AIW. And, yeah, I've been uh, there, too. Yeah, and one thing that I noticed, and it's definitely compares to, like, the hip-hop scene, definitely um, when I first started coming up on the hip-hop scene, uh, you know, around 2000 
and you know to the 2000s and stuff like that and even before then is that just as like a community even even if it's just the people that come out to the shows there's exactly. like there's a there's a positivity about it that yeah man and, and almost a protectiveness like um like everybody knows that the online wrestling fan base can be super negative and it's a bunch of trolls right. and stuff but when you go to these actual shows like it's indie so shows, much positivity it's man. so like, much positivity everybody wants to be there everybody talks to each other uh you just meet new people at, at each and every one of them and sometimes you'll have people that come from out of town like i was doing and yet you have other right. people that are coming from other towns you know and it's super and, and that's what that's what i felt that's what i used to feel like in our hip-hop scene you know and exactly and that's man. what i'm like getting out of this like the indie wrestling scene now and just like it's super positive it's, it's 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 a lot of unity too man like you 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 go to and, and that's so true man like internet fans and like i hate when i'm fucking watching like raw and the fucking crowd is like saying some stupid shit you know what i'm saying right. or like that's like these people literally go to bitch like and and try to be funny but it's like it pissed me off so bad when finn balor and seth rollins had their match at SummerSlam and the crowd was like being assholes like that's a their match was good you yeah. know and like they were they were like i can't even remember what the hell they're saying i think they were, they were doing the cm punk shit like they were just trolling the fuck out of that match and it's like dog you go to some indie shit and it's like it's so it's just like you're around who actually love and appreciate wrestling just like you go to an indie hip-hop show and you're around people who love and appreciate hip hop. You know, you're not around people who just had money to fucking spend, so they're just like there, you know, and now don't really care about it. Like, you're around, and it's like it's not easy, man. These these indie shows, like, bro, I drive five and six hours to go to AEW. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because right. I love fucking Pentagon Junior, and that's the only shot I'm gonna get to see him is when he's in AEW. So anytime he's there, I go. I've never missed that nigga before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's like same thing with with Zack Saber Jr. Like I love Zack Saber Jr. So when he's in AEW, like I'm like, bet I'm driving the five hours to go see him because I'm not gonna be able to see him anywhere. And and then like it killed me when Tommy Yen didn't come to uh, that was it was that night the night I saw you at the yeah. um, at the Berwin, Berwin Eagles in Chicago. Yeah. Tommy Yen was supposed to be there. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, like, in the world. And I I was mad because he didn't show up. And it's like, and obviously he's and, and he's signed with WWE now. So it's like, that was my last shot to see him, and I didn't get to see him. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, but it's, it is, man. Like, even, 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 like, amongst the wrestlers themselves, like, they're always... They're in the crowd. They're like mingling with each other and their merch next to each other and like laughing it up and talking and shit. Like just like how you go to a hip hop show. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody's cool with each other. That shit definitely like exactly like indie hip hop. Right. Yeah. I went. I went down to uh, Cleveland for uh, Johnny Gargano's farewell uh, at AIW. And okay, before before the. Uh, um, matches and then at intermission, there was a long ass line to uh, to meet him, buy merch from him, and um, but then and but then afterwards, he still stuck around afterwards 
to talk with everybody else that was still around. He literally talked to every single person that was in the building that man, day. that shit is like... I, that shit is... I had a whole new respect man. for him, man, after that. I was like, wow. He, stood, he, he, he stayed afterwards and just right. still kicked it with everybody and took pictures and, it's because, and man, on this level, like, they still love it. They love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've met Johnny Gargano a few times, and he's, like... He's cool. He's cool as hell. Like every, I've all I've met so many indie wrestlers, and they're all just like, they're so cool, and like they love they love it, and they're like excited. You know what I'm saying? And they appreciate it. And it's like, it's almost like, it's it's so much like 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 music because it's like, now when these guys blow up, you know you might you're not my one you're not gonna be able to see them. And two, like, do they still appreciate it? Do they still love it? Are they about to sell out? Like, how your favorite indie rapper gets big and now they're making shitty music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Like, are these guys going to blow up and then go to WWE and, you know, they have to water their style down and now they're, you know, now they're a sellout and shit. And it's like, it's so much like music. It's crazy. Like, I've met Johnny Gargano a few times and he's he's just a cool-ass dude and you can just tell that, that he really loves and appreciates, like, wrestling. Like, same thing with uh, Tommaso Ciampa, man. Like, he's the same way. His fur, man, that night, that was that was crazy. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Just to, uh, yeah, to kind of close out uh, this uh, segment of, of the Freshest Word podcast, talking about wrestling, um, we got uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto coming up. Uh, during Survivor Series, Survivor Series weekend, I'm actually going to Toronto for uh, for Takeover. Oh man, I wish I could go to that shit. I wasn't able to get a ticket to Survivor Series, but I uh, I got a Takeover ticket, and uh, it's going to be uh, headlined by Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa yeah, Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe, yeah. How do you think that's going to go down? I personally. I personally would love for I, I one I know the show is going to be like excellent NXT is like right NXT is the is the best like you know WWE program I think that I want Nakamura to win and I really want Joe to end up on SmackDown I want to see him on the main you know on the main stage and I think Nakamura needs to be like kind of an unbeatable champ for like a little longer. Obviously now my dream is that they sign, they end up signing Kota Ibushi. You know what I'm saying? And they have a rivalry that would be like, like six to me, but I also don't know if they would go ahead and like have two guys that don't speak English too well <laughs> have, you know what I'm saying? Have be like the two faces of the, of the company. But I mean, then you, but it's like, they already have Oscar and Nakamura who are, they're two champs, so you never know. But I think it's going to be a good match. Their last match was, was really good, too. So oh, I, know, yeah. I don't think it's going to disappoint. Yeah, and then uh, who do you think is going to uh, end up in the the finals for the Dusty uh, Classic? Man, I really want – I'm really pulling for Gargano Ciampa to win that shit, man. Yeah, me too. Like, I, mean, I really want them to win that. That would be so – and it's like – and then it's like when you – when you're going back to the indie scene, like when you've seen these guys like on that indie level, like you, you almost, it's almost, you feel like you know them, you know what I'm saying? 
and it's like you want them to win because you like know how much that shit means to them. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I really want them to win that bitch like bad. Right. Before before uh, Hideo Tommy got hurt again, I was really hoping oh, that man, him and Abushi. I was hoping that the finals was gonna be uh, Gargano and Champa versus Abushi and uh, Hatami. Uh, that would have been that would have been so sick. Dude. Yeah, man, he got he got messed up too, man. I feel bad for him because he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, but that would have been a, a crazy final. Yeah, and with uh, Hideo Tommy, it's just been such a rocky road with him in uh, NXT, you know. And I was I and, I, and I was hoping for you know even a Nakamura, a Tommy sort of yeah feud eventually, feud. man. That would have been yeah. incredible. That'd have been great too. But even, and oh man, I mean I forgot Roddy. Roddy is uh seeing Roddy in NXT is crazy too, man. Like Roger Strong is like I've been watching him wrestle for so long. Like when I first started watching Ring of Honor when I was like right. in high school, I remember like him, Jack Evans and like Austin Aries had their little their little stable when they were young as hell, man. Them dudes are like twenty, eighteen. <laughs> Like he's he's a good good ass wrestler too, but yeah, I wish Roderick Strong is incredible in the ring. Yeah, it's, did you see did you see what happened to Austin Aries? Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> oh, oh dude. my god! Yeah. Oh, I I, I knew oh, Nakamura yeah. was gonna legitly hurt some people, you know. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> like I kind of feel the same way about Tommy in too, though. I don't know if you. Are you familiar with yes, him? Yes, yes. He's a pretty, like, he's a, a, I think he's, like, one of the best strikers in the game. And, like, just that style, I feel like he's going to end up messing somebody up, too. <laughs> and I, th- I think the same thing with Asuka, too. I think she's going to mess someone up, too. Like, yeah. legit. <laughs> but he destroyed Austin Aries, man. Like, he, he fucked that guy up. Right. There was, yeah, his... <laughs> His eye was like totally, and they're saying that his injury yeah. actually might be worse than they initially thought. Right. So he might actually oh, be he... be out. Like on on the NXT program uh, this week, you know, they just said he was going to be out for a week. But so is, did Roddy? Did they lose, or is Roddy still? Or was their team still in? No. What they what they did was they had a a singles match. They had a uh, Shane Thorne versus uh, Roderick Strong, which okay. Incredible match. I got to say that. I got to watch. I haven't seen it yet. TM61's Shane Thorne versus Roderick Strong. Yeah, I know. I know. I know who Shane Thorne Oh, my goodness. Him yo. too. Like, it was an incredible not, match. Is Shane Storm the, the, the athletic one? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And yeah, um, he can get down. So. They, they just had, um they just turned it into a singles match, and whoever won, their team would go on. And, uh, yeah, um Shane Thorne uh, ended up winning. So, uh, okay. yeah, so, uh, um, Roddy and Aries are out of the, the thing. So, but I don't I think, he, I don't, that would have been kind of a good, yeah. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think he could even come. Yeah. I think his uh, injury is actually going to be, uh, you know, a lot longer than they initially thought, you know, from that, yeah. uh, from that strike from Nakamura. But, um, 
Damn. Cool. But uh, yeah, dude, that's about it for the segment uh, with with uh, for Fresh is the Word. Uh, you know, thanks for uh, chatting wrestling with me, man. And like I said, like I told you off air, dude, I wanted to. Uh, we should do this more often, man, because you. Uh, yeah, man. You know, you know sure, about man. the like, new I Japan and indie stuff. Any friends you know? that really like wrestling. Yeah, but, uh, man, I love indie. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but uh, you know, tell everybody where they can find you online. Oh man, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, my Twitter handle is um, at the novelist T H E N O V E L I S S. I just got verified, man, on Twitter too. So I saw that. That's you know that was dope, man. So follow me on Twitter there. You can get all my music at uh, novelist.bandcamp.com. Um, my go get my newest project, Mike Swords, on there too, man, and. Uh, Keep up my group, Clear Soul Forces, man. All right, great, man. And uh, thanks for talking. And uh, talk to you soon, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. We got to do this more often. None of my my homies watch wrestling, so. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So that was my interview with Novelist, talking a lot of WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Indie Wrestling. I'll look for him to uh, come back every once in a while, and we're going to talk turkey some more about uh, about pro wrestling. So let's talk wrestling and MMA with V-Styles. So I'm here with V-Styles. I'm ready to talk some pro wrestling and MMA. What's up, dude? Hey, what's good? K-Fresh, you all right? Man, I'm all right. Uh, how's your Halloween? Oh, man, hey, you know, a lot of trick-or-treating out there. You know, I, I love the kids, you know, seeing a couple clowns, you know, gave them the finger, and, you know, <laughs> they gave it back to me, and it was all love. You know, but, yeah, Halloween is, um, you know, it's different, man. You know, it's all about the kids, man. They smile and everything is good, man. Right. I didn't really do much, like, around Halloween as I was planning on doing because I was, like, I've been, like, sick with a cold and allergies for the past week. Like, it literally feels like we just recorded our last podcast last week. It's been such a blur for the past <laughs> week. Like, Time flies, man, when everything is good. <laughs> right. I, I, I partied for uh, Halloween the previous weekend, and I think I... Uh, you know, did that a little too much, you know, so it kind of carried over, you know, to the following weekend. So, you know how that goes. Yeah, you text me, man. When you text me, um, ask me what I was doing, what what did you have planned? But had I not had that plan, had, had I had Saturday planned for a minute, you know, spending with my family. But had you not, you know, had I not, you know, been busy, what would you go what was the plan? I have no idea. I probably just like let's go get some beers. That <laughs> <laughs> word. I'd have been up for that too. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't think I had anything exactly planned for that night, but uh, I was just like, hey, let's go get some beers or something, because I was like super. I've been like sick for the past week, but at the same time, I'm super bored because I didn't want to do mm-hmm. anything because I'm like, uh. So I was just like, all right, let me try to like. <laughs> Let me try to drag my bones out, you know. I think I went out for a little bit, like, on a, on Friday or Saturday and had a few drinks, mm-hmm. but that was about it, you know. It was more about going and get me some food late at night, but uh, I was just I, like, I forced myself out, you know. But mm-hmm. it's here and over there, you know. But, uh, 
Yeah, this this weekend, like we talked about uh, last week, uh, the Sunday was uh, WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And mm-hmm. I think with Hell in a Cell and, and Raw afterwards, it was just more an example of what we talked about last week in regards to the shortcomings of that brand. Um, man, 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 I think, man. I think one thing that I we talked so about, about... I think that one thing we talked about last week that actually on a positive manner actually came true at the, uh, the pay-per-view. It was, it was the, I think it was the, it was the new day versus Cesaro and Sheamus match. Everything we talked mm-hmm. about last week was a prime example about that. It was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Cesaro and Sheamus are great workers in the ring. They had Xavier Woods in that match too. And he showed why he's such a great competitor in the ring. All in all, it was a really yep. good match. I love the match. I thought it was, um, you know, especially, you know, you, you don't get the opportunity to see Xavier in, in the ring often when you got somebody like Coffee and uh, Big E. You know, he, he's usually, you know, he's the guy that's, that's, that's playing, you know, the, the trombone. So, you know, um, he's entertaining both ways, man. But his wrestling ability is very underrated, man. I think people really love what they saw. Uh, on Sunday, but at the end of the day, what did it really mean as far as like, you know, you got Sheamus and you got Cesaro, like, what are you doing with these dudes? I think, you know, I was thinking about this. I feel like Raw, the Raw brand as a whole has like a, uh, a fear of commitment. They're like, they're like the dude that sleeps around, goes out with a girl, but doesn't really want to make her a girlfriend, you know? There's always a fear of commitment with a lot of things. You know you, you know what I think? I think that Finn Balor's injury, it threw a huge monkey wrench in, in, for the plans of Raw. I think they depended on him to continue to be champion and they didn't you you don't plan for that injury so when you're planning for okay this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then when you take the person that you're going to that you're trying to angle to make the star of your flagship branch he goes out what do you do um i think that's uh that's what's separating SmackDown from Raw. SmackDown had to take, you know, they had to take basically. I'm, I'm not gonna say the, the, you know, the, the bottom of the litter because you know they they're all, you know, I mean professional wrestling man is skill set man. You know, if you think it's not, you're a clown. Um, but they got some gems on SmackDown and SmackDown. They've been able to run all their plays and. You know, everything's been effective because they didn't have a Finn Balor. You know, so I'm not going to say that it was necessarily a wrong thing to put the strap on uh, Kevin Owens, but fans have a way of telling you, and he's entertaining, and, you know, I mean, he's a great in-ring performer. You know, his... My skills, are, you know, A1, I, I like Kevin Owens, man. It's hard not to like that dude, man. But, um, you know, 
do you rethink it and go with Seth Rollins? Or do you, like, I think this me, and I keep going back to this, if they wanted to impress me, they had to put the strap on Cesaro. Like, they could have, it's so much stuff. Like, we know, as fans of that, we know who we enjoy in the ring. And they constantly want to push you know, people down there want to shove people, you know, down our throats that it's like, okay, well, it's like you forcing us to like this, man. Like, that's why we, you know, Roman Reigns, I mean, I get it, but, you know, as fans, do we want to see that? You know, because right now he's he's going to look like he's, but he's look like he's about to be in the main event uh, mix again, you know, with, what's happening with KO and Jericho and, and himself and Seth Rollins. He's always in the mixture. Right. And no matter what, when he comes out, the fans are going to boo because it's like you're forcing this. You're forcing him, you know, down our throats. And, you know, I, I kind of like him as you as champion, man. That you, you know, yeah. like come up with – like. Yeah, I say this every every podcast, man. I wish we was the writers, dude. I wish we was the, <laughs> the people that would come up, you know, like, okay, no, nah, this would be cool because it would make sense. None of this makes sense. And you're not rewarding the people out there that's really – I'm not going to say everybody's not giving it up. They all – but when you look at in-ring work. Yeah. I'm talking about everybody on Raw. When you look at just the in-ring work, man, you know, it's hard not to put Cesaro on that. Uh, it's just hard not to. I get Seth Rollins. Um, Seth is he top of the food chain. Uh, of course, a healthy Finn Balor. I get that. Um, I mean, you got a lot of guys that that's doing some things, man, but. You know, Cesaro is just, you know, on a – to just me, he on a whole other level, man. People not doing the things that he's doing in, oh, that, you know, in that ring. That's just, that just me. You know, <laughs> I ain't biased. I just call it like I see it. Another thing is, in regards to the comparison of the two brands, since uh, SmackDown, I feel, is more – like I was saying last week, it's a show that's actually, a, you know, wrestling – you know, it's more competitive, you know, competitor based, competitive based. So they can keep their storylines somewhat basic, limited, limited, yep. and it works. But on Raw, it's more storyline based. So sometimes you need Acting. to you, you need you need to fill in those those holes. You need to fill in those loops. And sometimes you have to go, you know, do that swerve or do that little shocking thing. Couldn't you know having Cesaro win would be a shocking thing, and he would and he deserves it. Would it. Be, it would be so over the top. You, you, you know what it would remind me of? It would remind me of when Eddie Guerrero won the world title because none of us thought that they were going to put the strap on Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I, of at course. least I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And then when he won, it was such a swerve to where it was like, yeah, we like this dude. You know. Like I just think it would breathe a breath of fresh air into the raw brand, man. Uh, again, I, I I I'm not gonna hate on Kevin Owens, man. That dude is he nice, but I just think that they panic 
instead of sitting back and thinking. Like, you got to – sometimes, man, when you got these jobs, you know, these exact jobs and you're making these decisions, you got to think like a fan and not think about, you know, oh, yeah, he, he fits the – no, that, it doesn't fit. It, it, what, what we like to see is we like to see the dude that's worked his ass off to become who he is. And, and it ain't many that's doing the – Doing the shit Cesaro doing, man. I'm, 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 I'm big on him, man. You know, from day one, I've been a Cesaro guy. Like this dude is kind of unique, you know. Then to see his shit is like, oh, yeah. And, and somebody, another person that that's that's that slept on. I wish he really had a shot as a solo competitor, man. Like Coffee Kingston is a beast, but right. you know, pop. Politics and bullshit. <laughs> right. And and I know I know that certain times in the whole history of wrestling, you would have those sort of instances when someone in a tag team would also get a ta- um a singles run while still a part of the tag team. Like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that would be to me that would be cool if Kofi Kingston actually got a real singles push but still being a part of the new day, you know? That's not all the mm-hmm. realms of thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be nice to see if I, I think they dropped the ball with uh with uh AJ Styles and um uh, his crew. Oh, the the bullet club. I mean, the club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started, man. Gallows and Anderson are the worst booked guys in the product right now. Oh, don't even get me started on that. No. Okay. Someone said this online. Someone said this online, and I really and I really believe it. They should. Anderson and Gallows should be sort of on the same realm as. the APA was with uh, Bradshaw and uh, Farouk, where they went around and kicked some ass, but they did some funny shit in in the middle of it, you know? Like, they'll be in the backstage playing cards, and something will, you know, come up and go arise or something, you know, like that. They should be those kind of guys, you know? But they're, oh, I'm, I'm, I cringe every time they come out now. It sucks, man. It sucks, man. I like them much more when they just, when they didn't talk much, they they was limited at talking. You know, they said a couple words, okay, let's go kick some ass. Um, now it's jokes, and it's like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, they, these dudes are their gems, and then to separate them from AJ Styles, it's like, whatever happened to fractions, man? We don't have fractions, and. and and wrestling anymore, man. You know the, the NWOs, the the Four right. Horsemen, the Varsity Clubs, the Legion of Dooms. We don't have none of that no more. Like, where's that at? You know, everybody is either a tag team or you know they're a solo wrestler. They don't you have know? that in Japan and right now. If you would have kept AJ and them together, and then somehow you know AJ become world champion because that was going to happen anyway. And then you put the, the straps on them dudes and them three as a fraction. Oh, my God, man. I said a fraction. That's a faction. You know, um, it's it, it just so much you can work on because now it turns from, you know, uh, AJ Styles and, and, 
and Gallows and, and his partner to the Bullet Club. Everything is focused on, and then you can add on to that. And to me, they just dropped that ball, man. It, it, it's just um, like, wow, what are y'all doing, man? Because when I see him now, I'm I'm like, this shit is super corny, man. Super corny. I'm still waiting on to come out and shit, then he don't look like he's part of the shield. <laughs> look, 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 and this shit too, like, who came up with the fucking idea where Randy Orton is a part of, you know, the, 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 Wyatt, know, the, the family. The Wyatt family? Yeah. The Wyatt family. <laughs> I, like, who came up with that? Like, I don't know, but doesn't even. I don't know, but it's 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 low key kind of entertaining. It's intriguing. <laughs> it's intriguing. Because yeah. <laughs> I really have no idea what they're going to do with it. Want, that's what that's what makes you watch because you want to know like, well, what the fuck does that have to do? Okay, well, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna see where they go with this. Okay, okay, okay. We go see. Okay, Kane. Okay, yeah, we go see. You know, I, I've been hearing, you know, that, that real soon we're going to see a Sister Abigail. I've been hearing that. They've been they've been saying that for a while. And the thing is, I am... Okay, we... WWE needs a scary, weird women's wrestler. I've been saying it for a yeah. while. They need... Haven't had one, haven't had one real one since Luna was shot. Right, we there needs to be one. I we need a really every everybody is pretty, everybody is pretty in the women's division, and we need and we need to have a a scary, you know, women's wrestler. And I feel like that would you know be, would bring more character to it all. You know what I would like to see? Nia Jax beat the shit out of everybody. Okay. This is what I was, you know, and I'm not, I'm not the one, you know, one to always like fantasy book something that might, might never have happened, but I was low key mm-hmm. hoping that at the end of the Hell in the Cell match between Sasha and uh, Charlotte, that Nia Jax would just come come out and just beat up rip everybody. Rip the cage down. Yeah, rip the cage down and beat up everybody. <laughs> see, I want to see Nia Jax against Charlotte. That that's intriguing to me, right? And the thing was, and that's another, and that was another thing. Um, when it came to uh, the things going on in Raw, um, and 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 WWE's inconsistencies, they don't, they don't want to uh, commit to having of of acknowledging the NXT part of their careers all the time. When yeah. it came to S- Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they totally did. But on Raw, they had Nia Jax come out to be uh, Bailey's con- um, um, contestant, um, her, um, have a fight with her, and Bailey had already beaten her like once or twice in NXT before she left. So, but how, 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 how did that really? How, how did that happen? <laughs> but how, right? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm look, this is just me. I might get some heat for this, but I don't care. (laughs) 
Bailey character is like the female John Cena, man. Oh, it is. And it's like, it's like, man, come on, really? Hugs? <sighs> come on, man. Fat, F-A-T. Fuck all that. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't. We don't, we don't, we don't want to see, okay, yeah, you got the people that, you know, the look friendly people, okay, that's cool. I don't want to see that shit, man. When I see you do that, I want you, I want you to get squashed more. So I, I just don't, uh, I, I, I ain't really feeling that character. I, I, I will say that I am respecting Charlotte's character more and more, even though, you know, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, the whole old man push with her in the beginning was a bit much. Oh, but, it was. You know, she she's proven her worth without it, which, which is hard to do, especially when everybody know who you are. Actually, so, when it comes down to it, she might be, like, the the best heel on Raw, like, pure heel yeah. on Raw. Ah, well, you know... Your girl, uh, what, what's her name? Triple H knows. Uh, oh, uh, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. I, I, I know I'm on the list for that, man. But um, <laughs> she she makes, you know, I, I generally don't get mad at, at none of them. But when I see her, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> really, bitch? Really? That's how I'm thinking. You know, I don't mean bitch literally, but really? 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 Oh, no. But yeah. But but when it comes to the raw brand, it was like it was how can someone like how can Bailey be scared of Nia Jax when she's already beaten her a bunch of times in NXT? That's, because you already answered it. It's because they don't acknowledge the NXT existence or raw much. Right. And and most know? and most viewers aren't gonna know that. But at the right. same time, there's other instances when they do acknowledge the NXT existence. And it's really, it just gets, you know, it's a little weird to me sometimes, you know, that they'll just, they'll acknowledge the uh, the NXT part when it's convenient, I guess. Oh, indeed. Indeed, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious when they go bring uh, Nakamura up and, and, and Samoa Joe. See we, see, we need Samoa Joe on SmackDown. We need we need Samoa Joe somewhere, man. Samoa Joe. Yes. You know I get I get why they brought him to NXT. He, you know you want to see Jamal Samoa Joe? Okay, you got to watch NXT. Okay, he he built that brand. I got to help build that brand. He he deserves a main spot wrestler, man. I mean, uh, he deserves a main uh, a, a main spot. You know, on either show. I mean, you know, like. I'm a Samoa Joe type guy, you know, no smiling, no, you know, ain't no shaking hands, ain't no, you know, all you hear is a dope ass beat when he walking out and then you get in the ring and he whoops your ass. That, that's, you know, <laughs> be a, a big limber dude that can slap on moves like a featherweight, you know, you know, it, it, he's just a phenomenal guy, man. I, I, I want to see him on, one of the flagship shows, man. It's only, it's only right, dude. That dude, unpaid dudes, man. You got dudes getting, getting looks, and they ain't put in the dudes that some more Joe has, man. You know, I think they need to take care of that. Oh, definitely, yeah, and he, right. 
and who wouldn't want to see something like Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar? Oh, 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 man, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. That fucks with Samoa Joe. Right. Love his intro music. His <laughs> intro music is some shit I would rhyme <laughs> All right, before we uh, move on from uh, Hell in the Cell, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Is, uh, you know, the whole triple main event thing that they uh, they build this as. Um, and the fact that in the end they still had the, the Sasha versus Charlotte match be the true main event going on last. And for um, originally uh, Mick Foley kind of leaked it out, insinuating that uh, that the Sha- Sa- Sasha versus uh, Charlotte match would be the main event, but then they ease back mm-hmm. on it with this whole like triple main event, which you can't do a triple main event. That's half the card, you know. Uh, totally agree. And I feel like the WWE squandered a big opportunity to really sort. They did it anyways to sort of hype up this women's Hell in a Cell match as a part of this, you know, women's revolution thing that they're doing. I mean, when you look back to, uh, and I was, and I uh, heard this on uh, another podcast, whatever, they mentioned this. Um, when you look back to the UFC, a company where they were like, Dana White was like, we will never have women in this blah, blah, blah at one time. When they first had, when they finally had the main event, you know, with Ronda Rousey, and there's a bunch of people that were like, nah, blah, 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 she shouldn't be in the main event. They stick to their, they stick to their guns, and we're like, no, they're the main event, blah, blah, blah. No matter how this match uh, turned out, they should have been doing that, just so there was anticipation. You didn't have to wait to figure out what you were anticipating for to the night of, you know, until it happened. They should have just stuck to their guns and been, and been like, this is the main event because this triple main event that they had, they spread it out through the whole pay per view. So, okay, that was just stupid to begin okay. with. And I, I totally get that, and I agree with certain things. But there were so many blunders in the women's title match mm-hmm. to where <clears throat> I understand, you know, why they called it a triple main event. Yeah. Um, I don't think um, Sasha sold her injury well when she got back in the in the cage from the miraculous injury. You know, you got to sell <laughs> right. your, your injury while you're in there. It's just a lot of things that happen to where it's like, okay, well, wow. And, and you know, the typical person not going to see that, man. But, you know, people like me and you who yeah. watch this religiously, you know, there's certain things that we see. Um, I'm still puzzled on the ending of the match and why it ended like that. To me, it still hasn't been explained. It was so anticlimactic. Say again? It was so, like, anticlimactic. It was, like, very just... It just ended, you know, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that there's an injury of somewhat... But they still haven't explained it. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't acknowledge that at all, like the next night at all. And they normally do. So, 
I'm hearing she's going to challenge uh, Charlotte again in um, December to set up her uh, Bailey versus uh, Sasha for WrestleMania. That's what I'm hearing. I'll be I'll be down with that. I'm fine with that. But like I said, like we were talking about I earlier, I would really I like to have Nia Jax in the picture. No, I don't also, see no hugs though, man. <laughs> hugs, man. But do you, but do you Get think? Fuck out of here with that. But do you think they'll ever uh, put Nia Jax in the title picture though? I think they're scared. I think it'll be a breath a breath of fresh air because she doesn't fit the, the she doesn't fit the quote unquote diva. And you spend so much time making the brand diva, even though that you recently turned it back to the women's championship. But if you look at your entire roster, the only one that looked different than everybody is Nia Jax. Right. So, you know, I think that says a lot. So <clears throat> with her, you know, winning the women's championship, man, that gives hope to people, you know, like, hey, you know, that big girl doing it, you know, you know, I could do it too. You know, it, sometimes you got to, you know, you can affect a lot of people, man, you know, by switching it up sometime, man. And it would be dope to see her as an indestructible force, you know, in the women's division. Right. And, and it's not like she's not over. She she is over with the crowd. People like Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She, she's more out over than some of her other family members. Out of love. <laughs> out of love to seeing um, um, Awesome Kong get that. Awesome Kong would have, if she would have, you know, I, I, I like her, man. I like Awesome Kong, man. But I wish she would have gotten that look. Oh, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, you know, I think Nia Jax would be a breath of fresh air, man, as compared to somebody that was on Total Divas telling a life story with John Cena, <laughs> you know, or being, you know, I don't know, is Charlotte on uh, Total Divas? No, nah. uh, no, I don't watch that, man. She, nah. she not? No, nah, she's not. Yeah. I respect her wrestling ability, man. That says a lot. Yes, see, Charlotte has really come a long way in a short period of time where she can, you know, she's one of the top pure heels in WWE. And then, and her ring work is really good. Her mic work has gotten better. She's really embraced, you know, her family and puts that into it. And it's, it's really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, she gets it. You know, it took me a minute to really embrace her. But I have to look at, you know, I got to look at your your mic skills. I got to look at your, your in-ring work. And uh, they both add up, man. And I used to be hard on her, but I'm not hard on her anymore, man, because she's the shit. She goes. Like, when I look at her in the ring, you know, it's like an MC when you're a female. Like, I don't get caught up in the whole gender thing. It's either you can spit or you cannot spit. You know, people talk about females. I'll be like, nah, Corona, don't be <laughs> You know, um, 
Well, Dega, oh, she a dope MC, you know. You know, um, you know, and I, if it's Nicki Minaj, I'd be like, well, yeah, that female is, you know, but I don't see her, you know, like I see the people that I really, like, yeah, bars, you know. But, yeah, same same thing, you know. It's, you know, I see her as a wrestler, you know, not a female wrestler, man, you know. And it, it take a lot to really impress people who have been around for a minute watching, you know, what we love. Right. And I feel like people like Charlotte, they want to be thought of like that. They don't want to be thought of just as a woman's wrestler. They want to be thought of as just a wrestler, one of the best wrestlers. Yeah. And that's what I get from her, yeah, and that's dope. why I like her. Yeah, she's dope. Can't even frown on her. All right, moving can't on from – uh, What's that? I say you can't front on her at all, man. She's dope. All right. All right, moving on from uh, wrestling into the world of uh, MMA. As always, there's always a lot, to, <laughs> a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, this week, you know, one of our favorites, uh, Ronda Rousey, went on to uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show, and you know, basically Ooh, was Lord. saying that uh, Ooh, you know Lord. she's about to, uh, you know, about to retire. This is the end of her run. You know, uh, you know, what's your thoughts about that? I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. So, she don't want them problems with. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Um, she's you know she's hinting at her retirement, and then there's also been um, uh, rumors that Conor McGregor might take a year off. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, do you think that what's the UFC gonna do if both these people are gone? You know, who's gonna step up? What are they gonna do at that point? Well. No Ronda Rousey. Um, or no Conor McGregor for a year. Okay, no Conor, no no Ronda. Okay, who do you have? I wish they would do a better job with certain people. You know, I like DC, but you know it, it's so political in his division. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is me. If I'm trying to get some pay-per-view buys, I make a 145 division featherweight for Chris Cyborg. And fans will tune in to watch her fight and watch her destroy whomever's in front of her. Um, Dana White says that it's not a lot of female fighters. Well, the UFC, they build stars. I don't see why they couldn't find, you know, it's a lot of people on this planet. I don't see why they couldn't find somebody at that weight and uh, build that person's brand, you know, but there are other fighters out there. And wouldn't some of the yeah, um, did, and wouldn't I, some of the women that are in the bantamweight that are doing one thirty five, wouldn't some of them be a little bit more comfortable at one forty five? Ronda Rousey would. You know, in, in the Olympics she was well, one fifty five, one fifty four. Yeah, but yeah, if they um, made, if they made the one forty five division, you know, it might inspire more women to actually be a part of that. 
And some of them might not have to weight cut as much because there's been times recently uh, where Misha Tate was having trouble getting down to the weight that she needed to get down to. Holly Holmes said she'll go to 145. Misha Tate said she would go to 145. There's a lot of people that will be willing to go to 145. Imagine not having to cut 10 extra pounds. Right. You walking around at 150, and you only got to cut five pounds. You know, you know, you talking about fighters that fight at 135. They, they usually they get up. You know, max probably 20 pounds. You know, heavier than what they are. So when they get in training. They might cut seven to ten pounds, man, but that last week they got to cut ten pounds. But if you're already closer to the weight limit, then why cut them pounds? And you walk around at that weight every day. It ain't doing nothing, but it's enhancing your strength because you ain't got to cut that much. But when you cut, and, and that's the, I don't think fans understand weight cuts, man. Chris Cyborg, man, she's. You know, she's a big chick. She walk around 175, 180, man. So she got to cut way more. She has to stay. She got to stay within her boundaries, man, to really make 140, man. That's cutting a lot of weight, man. And, you know. And cutting weight is a lot different for the women than it is for the men, you know. So that's something. It's it's completely different because now you're fucking with the organs. Yeah. You know, so when you fucking with your organs and you you might have a bad weight cut, but it also might cause you to, to not have kids anymore. Like you it's totally different than what it is for the man. Smart thing to do would be make a one forty five division. Put the ball in cyborg's hands and let it go from there. Is there any is there you anybody know? else in the man side, the men's side of things that, who could step up, and would be able to, you know, get those uh, pay per view draws because, with the new uh, with the new owners coming in, that's you know that seems like what they're looking more for is making sure that every pay per view has something that's going to be uh, a big draw, you know, maybe outside GS- of what's going to be GSP, GSP, yeah. GSP would definitely be bringing them draws. Um, it, it's it's abysmal that he's not on that Toronto card. That's real sad. Um, um, who else? I'm a fan of Khabib. You know, Khabib is a beast. Um, he's a lightweight, and you know, I, I just think he's a monster, man. He, he's going to be a champion real soon. Um, Let's see, um, but they probably won't, you know, put the market in dollars behind this guy. Uh, Conor McGregor has that it thing, you yeah. know. It's either you have it or you don't have it. You know, fighters don't have that. Um, John Jones has dangled with that, but you know, with one situation, you know, after another. You know, he's, uh, you know, like his name is tainted. But I still think he has an opportunity, man. That dude, 
you know, possibly a lot of people's mind is, is you know, the, the greatest guy of all time, man. And that's, you know, saying a lot. And he's still a young guy. So, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm, you know, I used to be hard on John, but I, I just hopefully, hopefully he gets his, you know, act together and, uh, you know, we can see some great things from him, but, if John Jones could get you know, his act still, together and sort of uh, rebuild his reputation, he could definitely be one of those faces for the UFC that could he has the it factor that could carry it. He does have that it factor. It's just he keeps on getting himself in these situations that yep. push him back a you know steps over and over again. You know, every yeah, you know, I had to look at John. You know, I said some crazy things about him on, on social media, but I had to look at it like, wow, you know, I'm not no perfect dude, and he's still young. You know, he's, you know, you know, uh, if what they say about the supplements is true, then, you know, uh, you know, it is what it is. He had a tainted supplement um, with the with the stuff with the hit and run, um, you know. I mean, I, I can't judge that dude, man. You know, it you know, you can sit and crack jokes about it, man, but you know, that that dude was in fear, you know, at least in my opinion. Um, so he see his life, you know, heading into a different direction. So he panicking, he don't know what to do. So you have to look at that and you have to say, Wow, you know, we all can sit back and throw stones at dude, but you know it's a part of the learning process, man. You know you you grow from that, you get better. So, you know I want to see the dude win, and um, you know in life, you know, um, you know he 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 has the it factor. Yeah, he's a guy that definitely could, uh, you know, he carry that torch, but he he got a lot of work ahead of him. Um, but it's not many. You know, as much as we love Jose Aldo, they'll never market him correctly. Um, Anthony Pettis is a guy that I feel like can have that it factor. As soon as he gets there, you know, he'll lose his title. I I love Anthony Pettis. I think he's very dope. He's a special talent. But um, it's just, uh, nah, not really. They don't have many. You know, I think true fans will always watch. But who are you going to sell to just the casual fan? You know, casual fans don't know shit about MMA, but they know about Ronda Rousey. Um, They know about, you know, uh, this guy over here. You know, they know about Conor McGregor. You know, but they they can't tell you nothing else about, oh, they, they they may... have recently gotten hit to the Diaz brothers. And that's only because of the linkage to Conor McGregor. But yeah. it's a shame, man. We got a lot of we got a lot of polarized characters in MMA and fans don't know about them because, you know, they're not really into it like like how we are. You know, they only know the names that's constantly on the Metro PCS commercials. And, you know, uh, just, it's like, wow. Even when the motherfucker ain't fighting, they still here. <laughs> you know. Do you think that... I'm just saying. Do you think MMA is going in a direction 
as a whole with you know any organization where you're gonna have to have a character or a storyline uh, built into who you are, or is that just gonna be something that's sort of um, singular to UFC, whereas the other uh, companies like Bellator or even One Championship, World Series of Fighting, they can still be a bit of a competitive-based organization. You know, what do you think, you know, will need to be done in the uh, future to, you know, from the company standpoint and from the fighter standpoint to be a big money draw? The fans want to be entertained and we want to see good fights. I just think Scott Coker is, you know, Dana has a lot of tools. Um, He's done a lot for the sport, but I think Scott Coker really wants to entertain. Like, the fans want their money's worth. You know, at the end of the day, that's what they're paying for, their money's worth. Yeah. So, so when I see a dude like Eddie Alvarez, who I was already hip to because he was over at Bellator and he was world champion over there, go over to UFC and win and become their world champion, it just let people, it lets me know that these fighters over here are no different than these fighters over there. And fans have to understand that it's not about the organization. It's about the fighters until they understand that without the fighters, there wouldn't be any of these organizations. Then organizations are going to win. Because when people think MMA, the first thing they say is UFC. And I'm not one of those type people. You know, I'm knowledgeable about a lot of things, man. And, uh, you know, I've I've seen both sides. And, you know, I mean, people can say whatever they want to say about Bellator. But, you know, I enjoy their shows. uh, I see what's going on in the background. Um, I love the new direction of the production. You know, Scott Coker, you know, was, for all intents and purposes, before the UFC board strike force, he was going neck and neck with him, man, with the cars that he was putting on when they was on Showtime. Yeah. You know, so so Scott Coker knows what, he, what he's doing. He just has to let time time play out. You know, these fighters ain't going to be in contract, under contract with certain organizations forever. And, you know, if you want them in your organization, sometimes you got to overpay people, man, to get what you want. And it's not going to look. I've always said once a key fighter leaves because they're tired of the politics and, and BS and they can go somewhere else, they get double the paycheck that they was already getting, plus bonuses. And they're one of the key figures of that organization. When your face is plastered on buses and cars and, you know, any other thing you could think of, yeah. billboards, you know, across the country, you know, and, and you're at, you know, the MTV Music Awards and you're treated like, you know, you feel like you're supposed to be treated and you're getting paid. Fighters are starting to understand their worth. 
So that's why they test the market now, man. And I think Scott Coker, man, going to surprise some people with, with some signings is going to happen real soon. Do you think that, you know, with this sort of star building thing that has happened with, you know, with your Ronda Rouseys or your Conor McGregor's, with these people that have been able to, uh, you know, go past the sport into pop culture and be sort of these sort of characters too that, um, that your casual fan will, you know, you know, likes and is being attracted to. Do you think in sort of like the MMA industry, do you think more fighters coming up will also be thinking about how they can be as a character, as a person, even a story, as much as they train to be a fighter? You know, could you have these people have like promo teachers or shit like that, you know, where they kind of borrow from the world of pro wrestling? <laughs> I can see Shane Northcutt like that. <laughs> Is that Shane Northcutt? <laughs> I can see him. You know, he looks like one of them Hollywood pretty boys. Those type of fighters are rare. You know, you got the Ronda Rouseys, you had the Gina Carano's, you, you got, um, uh, you know, I may not, you know, I understand his his psyche. Um, but Michael Bisbee, you know, um, he can act a little bit. I was impressed with a movie that I've seen him in a little while back, man. I said, okay, he could possibly do this. He get a, he get a couple more, um, you know, uh, jobs under his belt, man. But we gonna see him soon in uh, the new uh, Fast and Furious movie. Right. He, uh, he took over the role that Conor McGregor was supposed to be in, and I heard he did a good job. Everybody you don't, don't have that it factor. So, you know, I guess to answer your question is, is I, for me, you know, if there are 10 fighters, maybe 0.5. <laughs> Maybe point five, not even one percent, but you know, point five. Everybody don't have that, man. You just can't transcend over to the next phase, man. You know, I think Ronda Rousey will have it hard because, you know, um, she hasn't really had any really serious scenes, and like we haven't seen that, man. The stuff that we've seen is. Oh, there's Ronda Rousey. Oh, she's fighting. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she hasn't said much. Ooh, no dialogue at all. Yeah, well, she was in the movie, though. You know, so, you know, it don't take much to be in oh, oh, What was the movie she's in based off the show that was on HBO? What was the name of that? Um, oh, um, Entourage? Nah, no, 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 no. It was a show that was on HBO. Um, uh, yeah, Entourage. Yeah, it was Entourage. Yeah, Entourage. Yeah. yeah, Entourage. Yeah, did you see her in that? She just was being herself. <laughs> I'm like, man, okay, this, you know, you got, I get it. You, you in school, and you know, you, you want to be a super actor, and you know. We all thought Gina Carano would be a bigger starter than she is. She's worked hard yeah. at the acting craft. You know, and I think she's better than what Ronda Rousey will, will 
be. <laughs> it takes time to really find yourself in this game, man. And you go fuck around and go straight to DVD. I'm just saying. Right. So I guess the answer is nah. It ain't gonna be a lot of people that <laughs> be able to do stuff like that, man. You gotta. I think Luke Rockhold can do it. You know, Luke Rockhold has his air body. You know, you see him, it's like, oh yeah, I can, I can see him doing some Hollywood shit because he, you know, that just the appeal that he has. Moving on to a different subject. Um, recently, uh. Verdum really, you know, came out publicly about the Re- the Reebok deal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. saying that he's more of a Nike guy, and and with this, sort of combined with, you know, everything that and we've talked about it before, everything going on with uh, George St. Pierre, do you think there might mm-hmm. there might be something coming out where there might be a precedent shown where, um, these fighters might be able to get around this Reebok deal at all? And be able to nope, nope, not at all. We not gotta have a lot of power in order for them to pull off the shit that they pull. So it's only it's only one other sponsor, and that's Monster Energy Drink. And generally, you gotta be a champion or a former champion to even have that logo on your shit. Everybody don't have a monster energy drink on this shit. You'll see it on John Jones. You'll see it on Daniel Cormier, Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Uh, you'll see it on the champions. You'll see it on former champions. You're not going to see it on, you know, you ain't going to see it on uh, the Wonder Boys and shit like that because, you know, they're still up and coming, man. But um, ain't going to be nowhere around Reebok. There's no way, you know, and, and unless they do something that's unprecedented, I think they're gonna stick to their guns when they come to, when it comes to everybody. Is there is there any way for these fighters to make any sponsorship money outside of this Reebok deal in any way? You gotta think sponsors pay for their name to be cashed on your trunks or your tights, so they can be seen in the pay per view. Yeah, you know, event, you know, that's you. You're basically a walking billboard. Even when you're not training, or even when you're not fighting, you're still sponsored by them. That's what I was saying before. Fighters get by a lot by their sponsorship in between fights. You know, because you constantly using that money to make up for the money that would have been spent while you was training for these fights. So now you're paying back all that money. That's only going to leave you a little bit, especially after you paid your trainer's fee and then you paid the gym fee. You, I mean, it's a lot of shit you got to pay. You know, and then bills add up. I'm pretty sure you're paying two, three months worth of bills. And I'm just speaking on for, for guys that get money on the low end. If it's, if it's somebody that's getting getting six figures or something like that, that's totally different. But, you know, I make more money than some of these dudes, you know, <laughs> monthly. So it, it's like, wow, man. And you would really think with the notoriety of these names, 
that these guys will be really making serious bread. They not, you know, it's like they're it's like they promos better than their pockets are. Sad but true. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. What do you what do you think? And I know we've talked about this before, but do you think? Uh, are you know are fighters going to be asking for uh, more money just to compensate what they've lost in potential uh, uh, sponsorships or for these lower rank for these lower fighters? Do you think they're just screwed right now being a part of it? Lower fighters are screwed. Um, if you're nobody and you have nothing to offer, if you have no power to where you can. George St. Diego, any if he was hypothetically cut from UFC. He go to any other organization. I guarantee you that organization is going to blow through the roof because he still has a fan base that's going to watch his fights. Right. Me being Joe Blow that got twenty fight, got twenty fight win streak, but don't nobody know who the hell I am. Why should they pay? And they don't know who the hell I am. You know. Now I can make them change their mind depending on what I'm doing, but they don't know me. They're not going to spend that bread. So I guess the answer to that is, you know, if you have that power to do it, then yeah. But that's only 3 to 4% of guys that really have that power. The other, the other 95, 96% is, you know, they're going to take what they can get. Cause they got in you know, the UFC kind of like you know if you have the Vince McMahon attitude, you know I can make another one, and they proven that they can. So, what do you have to offer to, for them for them to even be like, okay, we go do this for you? How many how how many people do you feel like that are a part of the UFC have something about their have sort of you know high enough stock where they can, you know, go elsewhere and be treated fairly? Um, I believe, I believe Roy Nelson would be a bigger, I mean, UFC gave Roy, Roy Nelson a platform, but, you know, if he was going to be he would be a bigger star. I believe if I was all over ring was, Somewhere else, he would be a bigger star because he was already a known factor before the UFC. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of fighters that go over there because of the alphabet, you know, UFC. You know, but when they get over there, they immediately become unhappy because they're only getting, you know, twenty five hundred dollars from Reebok, and they got twenty fights under their pocket, and it's like, damn, you know, I was making you know, 20 times as much of sponsorship money before I came here. And now, you know, I go from 200000 to 2500 It's a big loss, bro. Dude, it's a definitely. big loss. And there's been, you a, know, you know, there's so been a couple of fighters that I've, you know, seen that, um, that are part of the World Series of Fighting, uh, Jake Shields mm-hmm. and even... Uh, Marlon Moraes, who said they're really happy with what they're, you know, over at the World Series of Fighting, that they're treating them well. And they, you know, Jake, Jake Shields said that, you know, he's, there's just constantly big names fighting with the UFC. And 
he's yeah. happy with being over at the World Series of Fighting because he's being treated well over there, and they're both going to be on the uh, on the New Year's Eve uh, card at uh, at MSG that's going to be on NBC. So uh, you know, it's really uh, nice World to see. World Series of Fighting. Yeah. I didn't know they had a Madison Square Garden show on, uh, on New Year's Eve. Yes, it's going to be. Um, oh, that's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be uh, John Fitch versus uh, Jake Shields. Uh, Ooh, okay. Okay. I ain't mad at that. Uh, it's going to be uh, Marlon Moraes versus uh, Jose Naldo Silva. Uh, wow. David Branch versus. Uh, Louis Taylor, and then uh, Justin Gate. How you say this? Justin Gaethje versus. Uh, yeah, I know who you talk about. Uh, Z- uh, Zaffirino. Oh, that's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the card thus far. Oh wow! Okay. Actually, I had no idea. I didn't know they had the music uh, card going. That's yeah, they dope. just announced it recently. Oh yeah, it's gonna be at uh. At the theater at MSG, uh, New Year's Eve. And it's going to be uh, live on NBC. That's dope. That's super dope. Man, that's dope. Okay. But yeah, Marlon was on. Um, was a guest on the MMA Hour a couple weeks ago, and he was, he was just. And first off, that dude just sounds happy. You know, <laughs> he just sounds like a happy right. person in general. But he was just saying how. How happy he's he's able um he's over at uh World Series of Fighting that they treat him well a lot of respect over there and uh, Jake Shields just said the same thing you know so it's good to see that these uh, fighters are uh, finding their place somewhere else and that's what I be trying to tell people man you know it's because people ain't fighting for UFC that don't mean that they ain't making bread like I think those initials had people so you know. You know, misconceived it. It's just like, wow, man, you really believe these smoking mirrors like that, man. You know, you got dudes to be on TV one minute talking this, that, and other, and then, you know, after that promo's cut, they're asking you for a ride to the hotel room. So, you know, um, and that's true. I see it all the time. So, you know, it's like, damn, man, you ain't even, you know, you at least have a rental. You ain't got no rental. <laughs> right, you know, shoes, shoes, shoes be worn out in public. And I'm like, dang, really? You know, I said, I ain't gonna mention his name, but I said somebody. I was like, damn, dude, how you living? You really living like that? You really okay? All right, dang, dirty shoes. Glad you won your fight, though. But dirty shoes, right? You know, there are some people out there that remain clean. I mean, even though I don't really, you know, care for this dude. Tito always clean <laughs> when you see. Yeah, that yeah, I, I hope he get knocked out. I hope Chell beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Real in um in some other yeah. news, uh the the upcoming match between uh Jacare Salsa and uh Luke Rockhold, uh Luke Rockhold had to drop out due to injury. And uh what did he say he injured? I don't I'm not sure what it was. I think it was something with his leg or something. I, yeah, I think so, I read something where he said, you know, Jacare gonna move on, but he gonna be the next person to get the title shot. Da da da. It's like, but okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I like Luke, so I ain't got nothing real to say about that. But, you know, Luke think that, then more part of Luke. That might happen. He yeah, might Jack Ray yeah, said, said the only person he wants to fight next is Bisbee. Can you blame me? Not with the other. Man, yeah, Bisbee make it hard. He make it hard for you to sleep. He, he, he want them all nan, 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 nan. <laughs> one of them type dudes. You know, it's like, dude, really? You know, you, you ain't no spring chicken, man. Grow up. Then, uh, yeah, Bisbing yeah. still wants either GSP or uh, 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 Nick Diaz Nick for, Diaz. Uh, for uh, 206. Yeah, only because it's a payback. Only because. He said anything different, he's a liar. I'm oh. sorry, but it's true. And I and I and I don't think anybody is, uh, you know, gonna lie about it that they're looking for the payday these days. And like we were talking about, yeah, la- no doubt. And like we were talking about last week, you know, with uh, Woodley, you know, he's still voicing his opinions on how much uh, shit he gets uh, his way for uh, trying to get the money fights. But when someone like Bisbee goes for it, you know, it's whatever. Everything is cool, and. That's why it's hard to hate on him for how he feel because this shit is real. You know, you can't. Well, he you suppose he he can't have no feelings for that. Yeah, I would feel I would feel a certain way too if I was him. And that's that's just some some lame duck ass shit. And how how can how can how can you fault Woodley for wanting to go for the money fights when, for all intents and purposes, going forward, that's what the UFC is going to be uh, gearing towards is pay-per-view buys. So they're going to yeah. take, they're going to take the rankings in consideration, but not as much as in the past. So, right. How can you fault somebody like Woodley who, you know, who wants to go for the money fights too? And he's trying to get paid. And, and it's like, when you let Bisbee do what he want to do, it's like, wow, really? You know, I can't at least give me one. Give me one. Work with me. But you don't, you gonna tell me? Oh no, you're gonna work. you're gonna fight uh, Wonder Wonder Boy next. It's like really? Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay, boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> basically, <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing it is. Yes, yes, so boss. <laughs> Motif over here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, I was offended for him. Like, man, that's some bullshit, man. You let this dude, you know, I'm a huge Dan Henderson fan. Don't get no big, don't get no bigger fan than, than Hendo, man. The dude was 13, 14. And that's who he defended his belt against first? Come on, son. Come on. Come on. Y'all wrong, you know. It is what it is, though. They gonna do what they gonna do, man. That's why, you know, my view is just a little different. I don't get caught up in the shit. I just try to watch the fights. Right. All right. This weekend we got uh after a few uh weekend breaks from uh, MMA action, we got Bellator and we got a mm-hmm. uh, UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night headlined by uh, Dos Anjos versus uh, Ferguson. Uh, who do you have in that match? Tony Ferguson gonna beat the brakes off uh, Dos Anjos, and the reason I say that is because first, 
I don't know if people know this. You know, he may not claim it, but Tony Ferguson is from Michigan. So our fighters, like when you're from Michigan, you're a different breed anyway. But when, like Tony Ferguson reminds me of what Matt Brown used to be. Um, you can hit him, he'll absorb your punch, and then he giving you three, four, five. You know, I just like dude. He's nasty, man. He's nasty, man. So I'm gonna take him over those Angels, man. I don't think he's fully gotten over that knockout over uh, Eddie Alvarez. You know, the one that Eddie put on him. You know, so I think he's gonna suffer. You know, second, third round knockout. It's gonna happen. Though. Tony Ferguson with the win. Is there anything else, any uh, other uh, fights on that card that you're uh, looking forward to? Who's all on the card? Uh, aside from that, you got Santa, uh, Sanchez versus Held. Uh, Sanchez. Diego? Yeah, Diego Sanchez versus uh, Marcin Held. You know what? Um, I'm going to rock with the OG. I'm going to rock with Diego Sanchez. I would. He only I would, got a couple more fights, man. So I'm a rock with him. Right. I can. I can just assume that uh, Sanchez is the favorite because the UFC website doesn't have a picture of Held on the site. Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that'd be that bullshit. Okay. And then also on the card, you got uh, uh Lamas versus uh Oliveira. Uh, the cowboy. Ricardo Lamas versus uh, Charles Oliveira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliveira's a cowboy too, though. He's well. They have him as Dubronx now. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Lamas. And then who all on the Bellator car Friday? Bellator. We have on Bellator. Uh, it's headlined by uh, Phil Davis versus McGrary. Um. Both dudes was very respectful uh, when I met them. Um, but I hung out with uh, Liam. Um, so I'm going to roll with the champ. He's real. He's a real cool dude. And uh, I fucks with Liam, man. But uh, I still, I'm still a little salty uh, with the whole Phil Davis, you know, King Mo fight, man. I think Mo beat him, you know, as uh, most people do. But, uh, you know, it is that they gave him the victory, and that's why he's getting this shot. So, I think Liam will go ahead and uh, beat him, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, Liam's still uh, undefeated, eleven zero. Yep. And cool then, uh, too. then we got uh, Awad versus uh, Brennan Ward. Uh, wait, you say who going against Brennan Ward? Uh, Saad Awad. Oh, I like Sadawai, man. Sadawai is cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he fi- he follows me on Facebook too. And Brendan Ward, he's a tough dude. Um, I'm gonna go with Sadawai. Yeah, to uh, you know, close out the this week's podcast. Uh, you know, you know, tell everybody where you can where they can find you online. All right, people, you can look me up at uh, let's see, uh, Twitter forward slash. V-Styles. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook at uh, 
facebook.com forward slash official v styles um if you want my regular page you can just hit me with the facebook.com um slash v styles the same thing with instagram instagram.com forward slash v styles with a z v s v s t y l e z that's about it though cool it's been uh, great talking to you like always see you next week my man Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.